Once again, I am Johnny, here with Emma. As I mentioned, thank you again. I uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about something that um, Emma and I have discussed on a multitude of occasions, because we're always big self-love advocates. We're big self-love, self-giving uh, to yourself, making time for yourself, considering yourself, being kind to yourself, not being judgy of yourself, all these things. And it, it can be kind of tricky to balance self-love versus being a completely selfish, self-centered, self-absorbed, self-involved uh, prick, you know? And, and sometimes that's the funny part. Sometimes we find ourselves in these situations that we should be giving ourselves ourselves self-love. We should be considering ourselves, but all we end up doing in the process is making ourselves feel like we're being selfish just for, for a little consideration, just a little. You remember how it's like uh, when, when Emma and I were talking in one of the last episodes, uh, she was like, you know, I make a list for everything. And I was like, yeah, and, and you make lists for other people because they need things and you don't mind. But when it came to you, you're like, ugh. And that's what it yeah. feels like a lot of the time, you know, we're like, oh, no, that's being selfish. You're like your shoes are falling apart and, you know, your toes sticking out of them. And, and you're like, no, I don't, I don't want to buy myself new shoes because that's uh, that's selfish. You need them. You need them. So it's it's not. It's not being selfish. That's an example. Personally, what I think is that's an example of self-love. You're not giving yourself what you need. And maybe that's a good guide. What do you think? It, it, that's a good judge of is it something I need? Is it something I want? You know, right. because that that usually correct me if I'm wrong is a good way to lead. Is it self love or is it selfish? Because it, is it am I trying to satisfy some misguided wants, some misguided egotistical thing, or is it something that I genuinely, you know, this is this is something I need to survive or something that I need to to function, uh, to be effective as a parent, to be effective as a uh, in my job or whatever the case may be, or maybe just to be an effective human being, to be a, an effective uh, friend to myself. Mm, yeah, an effective friend to myself. Ooh. You know, yeah. it, it's honestly, it's one of those things that's worth, it's worth looking into, you know, because it happens all the time. I see it all the time. You know, you you personally put yourself on the back burner um, all the time. I know this. Mm -hmm. I know this, you know, and and I'm not saying that that men aren't going to be so inclined to do it. But, you know, women are, are more nurturing. They have more of that motherly uh, role. So they're always going to be more inclined to to take care of someone, to put someone else's needs before their own, because in a lot of ways, they're predisposed that uh, to that, you know, 
as as the child bearer. You know what I mean? And for guys, guys are just not as emotional. Uh, mm -hmm. So personally, you know, to guys tend to be more selfish. That's just my experience. Yeah. Um, so it, it's it's a tough one uh, to get into the roles, but I, I completely understand um, where you're coming from and what you're saying. But um, it, it's kind of hard for me personally, just because I am a giver and I do put other people's needs. I let me rephrase that. <laughs> I used to be inclined to put other people's needs before mine. Um, it was always the base of uh, always the base of all of my relationships was I need to take care of them before me. So, but it, it got to the point, as you mentioned in the last episode, where uh, I wasn't even putting myself on the list at all. Like it didn't even dawn on me to put myself on the list. That wasn't that wasn't even an option. So the the baseline was like there needs to need to be met. Their needs need to be met by me before I can think of anything else. So it wasn't even before I can think of myself. It was before I can think of anything else. I need to put their needs first. Um, that's how it was for me. Things have changed, um, but um, yeah. It, it, but it's a tough one because I am a single mother. So for me, it comes a little bit different. I wouldn't say the only thing I do disagree with with what you said is that uh, men or women tend to be more emotional. But again, that's from your perception and your experience with with that, you know. And I think it's it it it's an interesting one because you are also a single father to one child, but you are a father, you know, and I'm a single mother to two boys. So it's like we we can relate in that way, but we really can't just because we're totally different. You know, we come from different backgrounds. Um, we both were previously married, so we both have like different um experiences of how that went down their parent of our children how it went down but um so it's kind of hard um just because the male figure in their life was very very absent and he was very um he was a very avoidant not emotionally not emotionally available so all of that goes into it whereas with me I, my parent was just like him. And, and so I, it's like, he came into my life and immediately I, I knew exactly what to do. So it's like, it's like I was used to it just because he resembled everything that I was already used to, which is a parent that's emotionally unavailable, neglectful, all of that. So it was like instant for me. I was like instant connection. I was like, I get it. This is my role. I know how to play in this role very, very well. You I just know, had a thought. So you, you know how sometimes they, they, uh, um, you know how they say daughters have a tendency to look for someone like, but if you remove that, who were you looking for? 
mom. Yeah. And you found her. And him. I wouldn't say <laughs> that I was looking for mom, but you know what? You, you might be, I, I think, I think what you're trying to say here is that's, that's the role that I was trying to find. It's familiar to me. It was yeah, familiar, familiar to me. Yeah. Um, and, and for those that don't know, I, um, I came to the United States when I was five years old, just a little background came to the United States when I was five years old. Um, my mother moved here, uh, in immigrant from Brazil, moved up here and worked before, uh, she brought in me, my brother and my sister, which they're both older than me, but I was five years old at that time. When I permanently came to the United States, I was around five or six years old. Um, so that was the last time I saw my father, but he didn't pass away till I was 11 years old, but I never went back to Brazil to see him or anything. So at five was the last time I had a male role model or male figure in my life, period. Um, that never was replaced. That was never was, I never got to experience that. Um, so yeah. So coming from a narc mother who needed a lot, she was an authority figure. He was very emotionally unavailable. He was in the army. We were in the army almost our whole marriage. So um, it was, he was not there. You know, he was not there at all. And with the kids and all of that, and I was very young. Um, I met him when I was 17. So that's, that. all of that goes into it. Um, but, but, but what I'm trying to say is my role with him like picked up right when I left home at the age of 16. And then I met him shortly after that. So it was like, it was instant. And, you know, I, I, I picked up on it. Um, yeah, absolutely. But... And that's, wait, as you were telling me, I heard it. Like I, I heard it. And then that's, it, it's just funny that way, how, how those familiar patterns from our childhood will so easily bleed into our adult life you know how we'll subconsciously everything does seek those patterns though right subconsciously but here's the thing we're, we're not aware of it but it's very it's not just some things it's everything everything you know a lot of our parents i'm not going to speak for everyone but a lot of her parents didn't know what the fuck they were doing i mean i don't think any parent really knows what the fuck they're doing you know what i mean we have we all have young parents so um yeah uh it was very uh, it, and because of that because it, it was all about her needs i didn't see i didn't have any wants i didn't have any needs like i didn't i didn't exist you know, I never existed. And that bled into my marriage where I didn't exist. I was very much a robot. Um, it was all about his needs and my kids' needs as a mother. So I was a wife and a mother. I wasn't a person. That's just looking back. That's just how I view it. And it took me a very long time to realize that because I couldn't admit to myself that I was that way. But it really, um, it was a 15-year relationship. So it really took a long time to realize that. But yeah, going back to my needs and my wants, 
none of those were met. I didn't even know it existed until I was way out of the marriage, like years after. Um, so, which was, you know, about seven years ago. So I started learning about myself more about seven, eight years ago. Um, it was towards the end of the marriage, but it just goes to show you, like, I'm, I'm going to be 38 in a couple of months and you, you can go the rest of your life. There are people that go the rest of their lives, not experiencing life for themselves. They're living for others. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It, it's 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 really really sad that it took me so long and i'm still learning of course we're always learning but like if we don't take care of what we want if we don't give ourselves what we want if we don't seek out however that is for anybody if we don't seek out what we want and what we need like no one else is going to do it for you we can't sit around waiting for like it's not going to happen you know and you have to experience being selfish no it's not like it, it's being aware oh 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 you know what so i saw a TikTok recently before we get into it because it's like we're just getting into it um i saw a, re a, a a TikTok recently where they were saying how like when we are born when we were born we cried that's all we did we shit we cried and we slept so our voice the only our only way of communicating with our parents or with our, our caretakers was through crying so it's like they would take care of us because they knew we either needed to be changed or be fed we needed something right mm -hmm. but as we've gotten older we it, it's like it changed and they were oftentimes our parents were selfish and it was like it was all about their needs or they were total opposite more like me as a mother where it was like it's all about my child so it was like their needs was always met you know what i mean yeah. so it's like it what it there was no balance there but it's like at some point in our lives in our childhood we stopped asking we stopped crying you know i'm crying i need something we stopped asking for what we want and what we need and we were so either self-soothing or lashing out because we didn't know how to communicate what we wanted and then now we're adults and we're still either crying self-soothing or lashing out and that's yeah. when you get those you know those those behavioral issues you know um but it's yeah um so this is all going back to i'm sorry that was a long intro but no, this no, is no. all that was good it's it's all going back to asking for what we need and what we want and knowing the balance and when we're being selfish or when we are when we're being selfish or when we are just taking care of ourselves so i ask you um what are what is what are some of the the examples you can give of when you felt like you were being selfish and oh. <laughs> that's easy that's easy. i'm i that's something i struggle with a lot um with a narc father 
uh, empathic mother. For me, it, I, I picked up on both sides. I saw them both. And and I've recognized some of my own patterns as very narcissistic, very. Um, and it's it's something that I've caught myself doing sp- specifically in relationships. Um, whenever, and this is this is just one of my classic patterns. Uh, whenever I was in a relationship with someone, and they did something to make me jealous. Uh, or they did something that would make me feel insecure, uh, or they would did something to make me feel like less of myself. Uh, I would instead of talking to them, instead of saying "Hey, uh, I didn't like that," or "Hey, uh, you made me feel this way," or "Hey, I'm feeling this way. Can we talk about it?" Um, I would intentionally uh, do something dishonest, or I would do something intentionally hurtful vindictive Uh, yeah oh yeah and and the problem with with me is that i i'm i'm good i'm good at that and it's not something that's good to be good at but you know i have a very sharp tongue um it, it it there have been a lot of moments in my life that i can genuinely say that i i took the low road you know that it was uh, sometimes I would I have in the past out of out of sheer pettiness stepped out of the relationship. Um, I, I struggled I struggled with fidelity uh, a lot in my younger days. Uh, I didn't know what fidelity was until much later on in my life. It wasn't something that I put a lot of weight on, and I know where I picked that up. Um, I know where I learned that. So that was always something that I that I struggled with, you know, um, that and being unaware of of uh, my own weaknesses, my own compulsions. Dare I say, my own addiction. Uh, it's it's something that I can genuinely say I have never cured myself of, and I probably will never cure myself of. It's something that I'm always gonna struggle with that I'm always going to have to keep in check so that I don't slide back into that pattern of behavior uh, because it's, <laughs> it's always back there. You know what I mean? It's, it's the, the devil never sleeps per se. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's, it's just something that I have to monitor. It's like the alcoholic that walks past the, uh, the wine aisle at the uh, grocery store. You know, he sees it and, you know, he gets that feeling because he knows he wants it. Uh, But he knows where it leads. He knows that it's not who he wants to be anymore. So you have to learn to be strong. And it's all tied into it for me because it turns me into such a a selfish person. The the only thing I want at that point is to satisfy that need, Uh, whether it's uh, an emotional response or just a plain baser instinct that I have. It's something I have to keep watch of so that I don't become self-centered and self-serving. I've I've had to balance the the whole, is this self-love or is this selfish? Is this for my ego or is this something that I genuinely need? Is this something that my son needs? Is this something that my house needs? Is this something that my life needs? Or I'm just, am I just trying to get off? 
my mind or am I just trying to get off my body or am I just trying to satisfy some, you know, petty egotistical need or something fleshy inside me, you know? Uh, I, I think honestly, the biggest thing, the biggest, biggest thing in all this is having that conversation with yourself. Because I feel like if, if once you start having that conversation, it's like when you're having a conversation with somebody else, you kind of piddle paddle, you know, some people are very non-confrontational and they don't want to talk to somebody about something. But once the conversation starts, you know, there's an exchange, there's communication, there's progress. And I don't think it's any different with yourself. You got to have that conversation with yourself. You know, is this what I really want or is this what I need? Where is this going to take me? Is this going to be good for me? And if the answer is yes, this is going to be good for me, that's self-love. That's not selfish, you know? And, of course, that's debatable as well. Cup of water versus cup of soda. I want that soda. I need to drink more water. Selfish, self-love. I'm thinking. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, it, it's um, it's really hard for me because I've always been so selfless all the time. You know, the times that I've been, um, I've done things for myself. It has been, I've always had that thought like, doing this because I'm forcing myself to be more selfish or be like, you know, it, it's, it's really, it, it's not something that comes easy to me. I have to really work hard at doing things for me. Um, it, it, it's, it's a little bit easier now than before, but I'll give you an example. Um, right after um, my separation, from my husband my ex-husband um it was i was so eager to start focusing on myself completely because there was nothing it was like immediately after i was like it, it's about me now you know and then of course you get all your friends cheering you on it's like you know it just just being very supportive um so in the back of my mind when right after it was done i was like wow it's this huge weight lifted off of me now i only have me to focus on so i have all of those 15 years from age 17 to 30 something years old like i get to do me now i have to take care of me now um but there were times where i would i uh, for like the first five months I was going out every weekend, you know, and leaving my kids at home was hard for me, you know, starting to date again, it was hard for me because there were times where I would sit in the car and cry because I felt like a selfish, selfish piece of shit, leaving my kids at home. But it's like, it, it's crazy to think at that because like for a normal person, it's like, what are you talking about? You're, you're taking a couple hours in the weekend to do it for you. But see, this is, I'm trying to rewind something that I've learned since I was a little girl, That's you right. know, not only from a parent, but like from a marriage, it was like That's immediately right. after. So oh. it was like, it, it's so hard to like, imagine like 
trying to like reverse 30 years of being conditioned to that to only taking care of it's, others it's to being worse no, I'm, I'm listening to you and i'm realizing it's worse than that you were conditioned and then the conditioning was reinforced yes it yes. took the program and it locked it in yes and and the kind of uh the kind of uh uh relationship i had with my ex-husband it was very he was supportive he was like he was cheering me on like you are a great mother you are like he never said anything bad to me it wasn't that kind of like you're a bitch you're a no good you know like those abusive when you think of abusive relationships you automatically think like the guy is a domestic abuser and he's like physically abusive you think of those things those are immediate thoughts that come in your head but he was totally different it wasn't like that the abuse was so covert it was like you know like keep doing what you're doing you're a great mother you don't need to go to work i can take care of you yeah he wanted you don't need to control do it, yeah, but I see I didn't see it that I thought like, oh, I'm I'm doing a good job. So it was like, I went but you have to think like I went from my mother being like, you're you're no good. That's no good. You have to do better. You have to do this. You're not you're doing it wrong. You're not going to amount to anything. Um, I wish it was, you were never born. I like all these things it was like you're bad 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 and then i went into a relationship where he's like you're good you're good you're good you're good you're so amazing you're beautiful you're a great mother you're a great artist you're a great like all of that you know but it was like so it, it's like fucking mind games over here you know so yeah. it was like i was being selfless but there was like a purpose for me being selfless with him so it turned me into like a robot. So all of that after my separation, it was immediately like, now I get to take care of myself. So anytime I went out at night, or if I just drove around in the car for another hour after work before I went home, just because I needed to cry, because I haven't cried for 15 years, you know, it was like, Anytime I, I, I would even cry, I would cry in the shower away from him and away from my kids because I felt like I was being self selfish if I cried in front of them. I was being emotional. I was taking away time from them by being emotional in front. You know, yeah. not only not only that, like anytime I cried in front of him, he was like immediately like, oh, like, what did I do now? you know because he had his own problems but like it's coming back to it like after my separation i was like i'm gonna take care of myself now i i'm gonna go out and i was going out and i'm like i'm gonna meet new people i didn't have a goal in mind it was just to breathe to be myself and to remember who i am as a person as an adult because i was child when i met him so it was like it, it was hard for me because I would cry, you know, leaving my kids, being away from them, taking time away from them. So going back to taking care of myself, it, it wasn't until like I got into a relationship after him, like I dated a little bit, but when I actually got into a full on relationship um, after my husband, I was more. 
I was more selfish. I put up walls because I didn't want I didn't want this person to come in just because I was so fractured. I was so vulnerable. I was so scared. Um, but there were moments like, you know, he would leave the house and he would um, go hang out with his friends or something like that. And I immediately would be like, well, then I guess you're not coming back. This is what you want to do. Like, just like, really defensive kind of um Trauma. yeah i was very very defensive because i'm like i'm gonna take care of me now you don't get to tell me like whatever you want to fucking do you can do so i i would I, I would i was just very in that uh relationship that was about about two and a half years i saw myself being very selfish um so I know I can be that, you know, I, I was, I was very much an avoided, um, with him and he was secure, of course, cause I gave him all the reasons to be securely attached to me. Um, but I, I was very avoided, you know, I didn't want to talk about my feelings. I didn't, I didn't want to talk about his feelings. I didn't want to get into talk about feelings. Like it was very much about me. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of little things like that where I needed to be selfish. Um, not to mention throughout this whole time, I was putting my family on the back burner and I was putting myself first, which I, I think it's wonderful. Like coming from a place that I came from, I needed that. You know, I told my mom I couldn't talk to her, but once a week. You know, I, I broke things down. I gave her rules. I started boundaries. Like all of these things go into self-love. Yeah, I, I think I think it's important certain times for us to be selfish. But I think it's um, kind of scary when we get used to putting ourselves first. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. And there's no there's no balance there. I think that can be kind of scary and that's something that I was very uh, wary about because I didn't want to push everyone out of my circle, Yeah, you know, and shut the doors and keep myself safe, keep myself shielded from everybody, including my kids. So it's something that I'm, I'm always going to not struggle, but it's something I'm always working on being able to allow people in while still uh, taking care of myself first and putting myself first, which I think now I, I do a lot. Um, it, it's just going to baby steps. Absolutely. And it's going to be case by case. Well, I was thinking about what you said, how, how your mom put you in this role, but there was no, no reward. It was not only are you going to do these things, but I'm also going to make you feel like shit in the process. Yes. So that, that just made it that much easier for him because you were stepping back into the same role, but instead of being kicked while you were doing it, you were being praised for doing it. And, and I got to tell you that that's such a, I, I, it really, it feels like it does play into the walls that you put up because of what your mom did, that feeling of not being good enough. 
will render you, uh, you know, render it more difficult for you to allow yourself to be vulnerable to people because once you're vulnerable, they can hurt you. You know, that's not always the case. You know, and, and you know what's I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I no, need to fine. point this out. Um, now hearing you saying it back, what's interesting is that as you mentioned, like she was like, you need to do these things. You need to follow the rules. They need to be done exactly how I need them to be done. But while you're doing it, you're a piece of shit. And you know that you're a piece of shit. You don't get rewards. And then I went from that to completely opposite, which he was like, you're doing these things. I'm being rewarded for doing these things not all the time there were there were punishments there um because remember he was still very neglectful he he still had the same things he was like very neglectful wouldn't talk about feelings he was very much an avoidant attachment uh style so um he would run away from any little issues thing that's interesting is it kept me there for such a long time just because i was praised for what i was doing and what I was doing, I knew was right. You know, I was taking care of my kids and I was taking care of my husband. How can there be anything wrong with that? But there was because I wasn't putting myself first. I didn't exist. That's correct. That's absolutely right. And and that's the problem. That's the problem. We, we're not taught to, to, to really take care of ourselves. We're not taught that, hey, along with taking care of your home, along with taking care of your kids, along with taking care of your husband, make sure you take care of you. I, I don't recall that ever being taught. I don't ever recall in school or any of our, our, our parents or our aunts or uncles, anyone. Hell, it, it's not until now that you see that more, that you hear that more. And it's... Uh, I think I mentioned this hack uh, during one of our last talks. You want to take care of your kids. You cannot take care of your kids until you take care of the one who takes care of them. See how that works? So any moment you feel like you're being selfish by taking care of yourself, you're not taking care of yourself. You're taking care of the one who takes care of the kids. Oh, oh, I love that. You're taking care of the one who takes care of your kids. That takes out so much pressure. <laughs> it's like you want to you know? buy new tires for your car. You're not trying to buy new tires for your car so you can go flossing on the highway so the gold diggers can count your spokes. You know, you're not rolling on Dayton's. That's not why you're doing it. You're changing the tires on your car because you need to drive your kids to school. Because you need to drive your kids to the groceries. Because you need to drive your kids. You need to take care of your kids. So guess what? It's the same thing with you. You need to change your tires. You know? You need to take care of you. You need to get checked up. You need to make sure you're in a good place mentally, emotionally, so that you can bestow your children that balance so you can bestow that self-love right back onto them so that they can grow up that way, so they can teach yeah. their kids and so on and so forth. And that's one of the things I honestly, I, I hate to admit this, but I never, my whole life, I never thought I was going to have children. I, and I was very comfortable <laughs> with that idea. I'm I, a little too comfortable with that idea. 
Uh, but if it's one thing that I genuinely enjoy these days, as far as being a parent is, is watching, watching him surpass me, watching him do it better than me, watching him do it smarter than me, and me realizing that he's watching me, that I need mm -hmm. to watch myself as he's watching yes. me. Yes. Because his program is happening. He is being programmed right now. I am programming yes. him. While he's well, watching you. Exactly. And and let me tell you something. That will trigger so much self-judgment inside me. Oh, <laughs> my. Like, because I'd, I'd like to tell you that I walk on water. But the only way I manage to pull that off is when it's frozen. Okay, if the water's frozen, I am your guy. Okay, aside from that, I'm gonna sink. So I do. I fail. I fail. I I fall short of the mark. And finding that self love when you fall short of the mark is damn near impossible. And you know what I'm talking about because you you know when you're a parent, you're that much more critical. And yeah. you know that's a perfect example. Don't be selfish in that situation. Give yourself what you need because you're going to mm -hmm. fall short of the mark sometimes. And I have, I, um, uh, uh, I had a conversation. Tell with me, him. tell me. I had a conversation with him last year and it was a, it was a really tough one. It was, uh, it was during a period of transition in my life um, where one of my previous lives was ending and a new one was beginning and him and I were in a sort of limbo and and I owned it. I owned all of it, that, that the transition, that everything that had come to be was because of my lack of recognition of my addiction, because of my lack of recognition to see what was really important in my life and, and that I was seeking my happiness and my self-worth in another person. And I was being selfish. I was being selfish because I was following that to such an extent that it was affecting the people around me and I wasn't considering that. I just wanted what I wanted. I wanted it. Wanted it. I needed it. I had to have it. No, I, I didn't need it. I just wanted it so bad that it felt like a need. So I was selfish. But during that conversation, I uh, I, I was very honest because he called me, he called me on it. Like, what about this? What about this? I said, you know what? Those two things that you just mentioned, that's like two of eight things you don't know. Okay. So let me break it down for you. So you know how real this rabbit hole is. So, so you can see how bad what I have is. I want you to see what I'm dealing with and how much of a toll it's taken on me and how long I've been doing this. Because I didn't want him to think that this was just, oh, well, that's just being a prank. That's just being selfish. You know, teenagers. I wanted him to understand that it was much deeper than that. And and in the moment, it was, I didn't give it a lot of thought. I didn't. And afterwards, it was like, did I really just drop all that on him? <laughs> and normally somebody would be like, oh, he's a teenager. Are you sure you want to do that? I'm like, well, he's not average um, because of the fact that he lost his mom when he was 10. And, and that kind of thing will catapult a child into early adulthood. Uh, so the conversations that him and I have had have always... Uh, 
just taken on uh, a much higher tone. I remember having a conversation. He was 11, 12, I think 12, as a matter of fact. Uh, and I had a conversation with him about father versus friend because I had realized the relationship that I had with my father had reached the friend stage, you know, and it made me happy because of how much resentment I had towards my father earlier in life because of his, sep his separation from my mother and how his selfish, act selfish actions led to it. But once we got all past all that, we, we became friends. And I had a conversation with my son. I told him, look, I know you're 12, but I want you to understand something. I don't just have to be your dad. I can also be your friend. If you ever make me choose between them, you know, your friend's going to die because I'm always going to be your dad first. I'm always going to give you what you need, but I want to give you what you want. I want to see a smile on your face. I want you to enjoy your life. That being said, I need you to be clothed. I need you to be fed. I need you to be healthy. And I need you to be building your future. As long as those things are taken care of, guess what? We'll figure out the rest. And, and, teaching my son to to not be selfish by me not being selfish was one of the hardest things I had to do because it was like I want you to think of me as your friend not just your dad and then I'm sitting here being a shitty friend by being selfish oh I'm your friend I'm your friend I'm your friend and then I'm acting towards me instead of doing what he needed me to do I would love to tell you that, oh, no, we got all that sorted now. No, no, no. I, I have relapses, recent relapses of, of my struggles. Um, when you were talking about your mom, the, the do, 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 and while you're getting kicked the whole time and, you know, still following the same format, but uh, to your husband, where it was the same format, but you were rewarded, it it did. It struck a nerve inside me because I was having a conversation with, with my girlfriend uh, recently about this, uh, about how in the past she would be someone that she didn't want to be to make another person happy. And whenever she tried to give herself what she needed, she felt selfish and was called on it, was told she was selfish. You know, so that just reinforced that feeling. And it's such a such a scary thing when you're in, in, in a level of codependency because you're already you're already the type who's a giver. You're already the type who wants to make the other person happy. So mm -hmm. the second you're like, Oh, I kinda need this and they're like, You're so selfish. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's 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 a recipe. That's, that's a recipe for you to be in a cage. You're going to end up in a cage at that point of your own making. That That's so scary, you know, because you said it a little while ago. Some people stay in that cage their entire lives. They die in that cage. Oh, my God. We've known people like this. Yeah. We've heard stories like this. It's 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 devastating. That's a really good word to describe it. You know that it's it is it's. I it's know because tragic. I know. I it's it's looking back at, um, and and mind you, I didn't realize this after I left my relationship. It took some time, um, but looking back at it, it's just so 
so overwhelmingly sad that I could have spent the rest of my life not knowing what it was to be a person. Do you find gratitude in your awakening? Oh, I, I've, I, I, this is like my third awakening and it's, I, I'm so, oh, it, it, it's mind that. blowing. It, it, it's that. so wonder. It, it's so wonderful. Um, it's just being, just being aware of like rediscovering yourself. That's every awakening I had. It was a rediscovering of myself. It, it was just so good. It's, it feels so good to, find the person that finding a friend you mentioned before finding a friend in yourself and if not like for a person from me who is a, a complete giver um hearing that uh you're befriending yourself it's almost like okay so you're not going to give it to to yourself but how about you give it to that friend you you are your friend you know, give it to that person, you know? So for me, um, because I couldn't tell me that I, I'm doing it for myself out of, uh, uh, not scared to be selfish, but like scared, scared that I would be called out for being selfish. I um, I, I don't know. It, it's very strange. But like, so so put you in the mind frame, like, so I leave that. And then when I look back, and I'm like, God, I feel so bad for her. But it was like this dissociation of like, I had the stronger dissociation of me, of that person that was in a marriage, and that daughter that was in that had that relationship with their mom. Um, I look back at it and the way I was able to heal myself was looking back at that and having that disassociation and being like, I need to take care of her. I feel bad for her. You know, it's not until now where I'm like putting us together as one and being like, no, that happened to me, me. I need to take care of me, you know, but it, it, it's coming. It, it's slowly coming up where you know i had that same conversation that you had with your son with my kids as well um my kids are both teenagers so they're a little bit older but i had that conversation where it's like i'm doing this for me i have to not answer that call for me i have to not go to that family uh gathering for me it's not it, you want to give your kids a life um perfect example of being selfish and being selfless uh and knowing the difference there are times where i wanted to give them that family you know being around their cousins and hanging out with their aunts and uncles and all that but i'm so, I, I, there are times where i'm so overwhelmed being around that just because of how our family dynamic was and how toxic it was. But there were times where I would put myself in that situation, move away from that family gathering to go breathe, you know? But it wasn't until later where I was like, I'm doing this for them, but I forgot about myself. You know, it's like, 
I'm not feeling good going to the bathroom and having to breathe away. Why am I putting myself in a toxic situation? It's, it's, it's my kids, you know, they have their relationship with these people, but what about me? I don't feel good, you know? So I go back home not feeling good and it takes me days to recover. So it wasn't until later on where I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go to Christmas this year. And then I would get asked from my kids, like, why are you doing this? And it's like, because I need to do this for me, you know? So that mm -hmm. is like, that's the difference there. And realizing that you have to put yourself first, you know, even if you want to do stuff and give stuff to your kids, they mean so much to me. They are my number one priority, but I'm at the top of that. And I couldn't say that before. So it's like, it, it, it's extremely like for those that know me, that's a huge deal to say that I put myself, uh, I put myself above my kids. That's, and, and they completely understand, you know, it, um, it's necessary. It, yes. Yes. It's necessary. Yes. That's, that's the secret word there. It's necessary because my car will break down if I don't get the wheels changed. <laughs> See, but, and, and that's where the balance is so important that the whole selfish versus versus self-love it, it's huge you know it's uh i don't know the more i think about it your kids need that your kids need that that example you know and i, I don't know i i kind of feel like as time passes um and you get older you're going to need more things you know, you're going to require more care. I, I think part of the other importance in taking care of yourself is, and I think I've said this before, is showing them how to take care of you. You know, yes. giving them showing. the example. Showing is very important um, because I will say that I've taught them verbally even when I was in the marriage, I taught them, like, you need to take care of you. Just the, the same relationship that I have with other people. Um, and I tell them, I mentioned in one of the last episodes, like, I always give the best advice to everyone else. Like, put yourself first. That's, like, my number one mantra. That's, that's like, my thing, you know? Um, but I don't, uh, I seldom Practice take it. that advice. Yeah. So with my kids, it was the same thing. With my kids, it's like, with my kids, it was the same way where I was like verbally telling them, like, you need to do this for you. Oh, do you, how do you feel about doing this? Do you want to do this? You know, all these things, but I don't often ask myself those things. And that's, that's important for us to have. You mentioned having a relationship and talking to yourself. Like, um, I talk to myself way more now than I used to, of course, but yeah, it, it, it's it's um, addressing things with yourself and asking yourself, like, do I need this? Do I want this? You know, um, but yeah, I need to not only verbally, I've been doing a great job with verbally telling them, but I didn't show them. I didn't show them how, but now I am. I'm trying to show them like, hey, I'm going to lock my door. Don't disturb me. 
hey, yeah. I don't, I, I, I need to have some time to myself. And they understand that. Like, even recently, my son, I would just share something very quickly. Um, my oldest son was, uh, I wasn't feeling good a couple of days ago. And I was like, you know, I, I just can't, I need to just have a day where I'm not doing anything. And he was like, well, you know, maybe taking a walk or maybe just like things that it's incredible when you, when your kids and you understand this, Johnny, because your son is the same age as my oldest son or in between the age of the age of both my kids. Um, But it's like, yeah. So it's very nice when they get to that age because you start finally seeing everything that you taught them they start um, mirroring it back to you. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, 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 of course, yeah. they're, they're their own person. I can't say that. Yeah, I think what you've been, you're, you, honestly, when you talk about your son, his personality and yours, um, I can see and, and hear the depth that you have passed on to him. Um and and I'm my son has his own depth, but it's not his his energy and my energy. Uh, and I blame myself. I think I I haven't bestowed upon him what you have bestowed upon yours. I think my awakening in that sense came so much further later on. Uh, not to mention the conversations that I try to have with him sometimes. Uh, as he you know as he reached more of that teenage phase, I keep getting the. Uh, Okay, Dad. Sure, Dad. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm like, oh, I forgot. You know everything. God, that's you're burdened with such knowledge. I, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, it's it's. Yeah. But I remember being that guy too, mm-hmm. and and I wish my father would have taken the time because the conversations that I had with my father, um, they just they weren't like that. And and I, all I learned was how to be selfish in a lot of ways from him, not not how to love myself. And if anything, you know what? Sometimes I feel like being selfish is the opposite of of showing yourself love. You know, because you're not giving be, yourself being what you selfish. Need. Wait, can you repeat that? Being, you know, being selfish. selfish is the opposite of showing yourself love. There's not enough self love. There's not enough self love, and and sometimes in the interest of not giving ourselves that love, we mask it. We tell ourselves anything we need to tell ourselves to not show ourselves that love. It's like we should, we should, we should, but we don't. Why? Because it's selfish. It's not selfish. It's actual self-love, but people don't. They don't want to explore it because they don't want to show themselves love because they've been conditioned so, not to. Um. So what? how do you know or when do you know to catch yourself and be like, the first this one's is... Easy. The first question is, who is this for? That's number one. What am I doing this for? This is for me. This is for someone else. Okay. Once you have determined who it's for, you have to ask yourself why. You know? Because even sometimes we'll we'll say we're doing it for somebody else. But we know we're going to reap the rewards of whatever it is we're doing for someone else. You know? How often, you know, that's, that's classic narcissistic behavior. They mask a good deed for someone else when it all actuality is for them. So it, it, it always goes back to having that conversation with yourself. But number one, it's going to be, who is this for? 
And then number two, why? You know, is it a need? Is it a want? If it's why, for yourself, I, that's it. That's really. I'm sorry. I just have to emphasize that the why is very important, extremely important. You have to be real because, honest. Yes, you have you have to question yourself. That's so important. It's honestly, it it's always going to be case by case. It's always going to be moment to moment, and and that's another thing we're always going back to how important it is to be in that moment. Because it's only in that moment you're going to find the answer. Mm -hmm. Why am I doing this? Yes. Who is yes. this for? You know? Um, it, it's... <sighs> Showing yourself love is... It's instant. It's, it's an instant good feeling. You know, when you were talking about taking care of the little girl and how you're finally identifying her as you. Do you remember mm -hmm. the movie Drop Dead Fred? I know what movie you're talking about, but I don't remember exactly. At I was one too point young, but movie, go ahead. It referenced it, just like the way you talked about it, taking care of the little girl. Uh, but it's throughout the course of the movie, she goes into this this uh, state where she reverts to her child self. She sees her child self, and she frees her. And she hugs her. And it's such a beautiful moment in the movie because when she hugs her, the little girl like disappears into like these sparkles around her. And, and little by little, she just finds herself hugging herself. And it's like, oh my God, who's cutting fucking onions in here? Uh, that's what it was yeah. like. Because it, and, and, and I hoped, you know, that that moment touched a lot of people because there are so many people who who don't they don't hug themselves they don't find that mm. child that wasn't given love that wasn't told you're pretty that wasn't told you're worthwhile that wasn't told you deserve love and you can you can find that child within yourself you can yes. and you can hug them and love them it's uh, it, it's one of my favorite. Now that you mentioned a movie, it's one of my favorite parts in uh, Rocket Man, the Elton John biopic, where he sees himself, and it's like it's so emotional. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Um, yeah, it, it's it, it's already sad that a lot of us don't get to have that. Um, they never will have that they don't experience that you know um absolutely yeah but it, it, it's 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 even sadder to know that you you never nurture the child within you and you never get to have that moment that's it sucks that it takes us that long into adulthood to discover you know, and to ask that person, like, what do you need? I looked How in. How can I help you? And yeah. and during one of my moments of introspective discovery, I I forced myself to see myself, to to talk to myself, to to hug myself, to tell myself I love you, to tell myself you're great, you know, to give myself all the things that I 
forfeited my self-worth trying to get from another person. I forfeited everything I required just so that someone else could make me feel worthwhile, not knowing it was always within me. And I found it. (laughs) And that's part of the reason I want to do this podcast with you, because I want other people to find it too. I want other people to find that child within themselves and to hug them and to love them. And that's one of my biggest hopes in this. (laughs) I'm sorry. You're fine. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's important. It's really important to look in and it's really important to not just look in, but to, to find the worth and the love within yourself for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's gold. It's priceless. I've grown to love rediscovering myself. Um, it, it, it's going to take me a little while to put those two people together in the same room as we talked on about on the last episode, but it's, um, I, I think I, you know, I, I reward her. I reward her. Um, and I don't need anyone else to do that. The love alone. Uh, you're a giver. You, you you long to make that person happy. It makes you feel warm inside. It makes you feel whole. Mm. All you got to do is that's Grab it. it. That's oh yeah. it and and once it starts oh it's oh yes yes and it's not <laughs> selfish. It's not selfish. No, it's not. It's not selfish. And I'm I'm learning that now that self-love is not selfish self-love is not selfish i think that's a good Um, title for this episode yeah self-love is not selfish self-love is not selfish um that's a t-shirt that's a t-shirt yeah i'm gonna get a tattoo it's gonna be my tramp stamp i'm gonna i'm gonna (laughs) put self-love is not selfish yeah that's great um but yeah, I, I I think we can start wrapping things up. Um, um, yeah, I, I hope that uh, we have ex- we've been able to open up a couple of doors there for you listeners about um, you know start looking in and and seeing where in which parts in your life where you feel like you're being selfish and take a quick, take a really good look at that and see that it may just be self-love, you know, and you may need to give yourself more of that. Um, Give yourself time, put yourself on that schedule to giving yourself that self-love, you know, you really um, want to take care of your family. You really want to take care of your home. You really want to take care of your kids, the dog, the the everybody. Guess what? You better start with you because you're not going to be able to take care of anybody until you're taken care of. Right. And it's going to feel so good. It's, it's so rewarding. Go to bed at night knowing that you 
took care of yourself and yeah. you don't need anyone else to do it because you have yourself to do it. So, right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank right. you guys. Thank y'all for listening to us. Uh, we we Thank hope you so much. that yeah. this does for y'all what it's done for us. And feel free to comment, ask questions. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And we'll see you on the next one. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.